Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General podcast, and it's time for another 8-bit flashback. Again, for those of you listening to the audio of the podcast, you can find the video on YouTube. Just search for Point of Insanity Game Studio, and you should find the page. Also, if you visit the main website, POIGamestudio.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's social networking icons. There's a Facebook logo. Click on that. That'll take you to the Facebook page. There's also a YouTube logo there as well. So click on that, and that will take you to the Point of Insanity Game Studio page on YouTube. Now, today we're going to be looking at a couple of my favorite games from childhood, Skate or Die, and its sequel, Skate or Die 2, The Search for Double Trouble. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping my Nintendo cooperates with me as I try to fire it up. Okay, here we go, and it took me a few uh, tries to get my game fired up here. Skate or Die, made by Ultra Games. I have talked a little bit about Ultra before. They were a division of Konami, and the reason that uh, Konami would go and release several games under the Ultra Games brand is because, well, Nintendo had some fairly restrictive policies that their licensees had to follow. Uh, I've talked about several of these on previous episodes. For example, Nintendo insisted that if you released a specific game for the Nintendo, you couldn't release it for a rival system. And that's why, well, for example, Konami couldn't release Skate or Die or Castlevania or Contra on any other system for a while. And, of course, this did turn out to be illegal, and Nintendo was forced to not do that anymore. Another one of their policies, of course, had to do with religious imagery, sexual imagery, and overly violent imagery, but of course some of that still made it past the censors. Uh, Castlevania, for example, there are crosses in the game. Uh, Castlevania 2, you go to a church to heal up. Bionic Commando also had a couple of these where uh, the main bad guy calls you a damn fool, and if you time it correctly, you get to blow his head apart with a rocket launcher. Now, of course, the main reason that Ultra uh, Games was formed was, well, more or less the same reason LJN was formed as a game company, or rather as a game publisher. Uh, Nintendo decided that their third-party licensees could only release a certain number of games per year. And I mentioned this in my LJN retrospective. LJN was actually part of Acclaim Entertainment, so, Konami created Ultra Games as a way to release more Nintendo games. So let's take a look at Skater Die. So, there is Rodney, and of course you'll see your little cursor here, and of course you move it around, and he gives you little tips in some places. And this game was... Well, kind of like a party game in a way, because what you could do is you could have up to eight friends signed up, and you could challenge each other in these events. And when you uh, got your events, it would keep your high score. Of course, didn't really matter very much, because uh, since the game didn't have any kind of password and didn't have 
uh, any sort of battery backup, it, it couldn't save your games. So what you would do after you signed in, or of course you could go practice, you go out to the street, and this is where the play controls a little takes a little getting used to. So we'll take a look at each of the events. Uh, for example, when you're out here, it's like you press up to speed up, and you know left and right to change directions, down to slow down. But let's start with my personal favorite, freestyle. Now I'm probably gonna stink at this because I have not played this game in quite some time. So you pretty much you press the A button and try to do tricks. I know it's kind of tricky when you do the ah, kind of tricky when you do the, anything in the air because what you have to do is you have to make sure your shadow is lined up properly. Ouch! I am out of practice on this. And if you do a hand plant. Again, you can only hold it for a certain amount of time. Also have to be careful around the the edges. So you don't mess up. Okay, I guess that's not too bad considering I haven't played this game in years. Ramp was always one of my favorite events because it was kind of fun to just mess around with the controller and uh, try to discover the different moves. So again, you hear it, you see where it saves your uh, high score, and you can go back and check out your high scores whenever you want. Next is my least favorite event, the high jump, and that's because... The play control is really weird on this one. Instead of pressing the A button to gain speed, it's like you gotta press the B button and you have to rotate the control pad around randomly or rapidly or something like that. So this is one of those things where it was a lot easier if you had um, the... This was a lot easier if you had... Uh, one of the rapid-fire controllers. Yeah, four foot six. that's pretty crummy, I think. When I used to have a rapid-fire controller, I think I got up to like 10 or 11 feet once. That was my... that was really my best. I said the problem with this one is even though it's on essentially the same type of setting as the freestyle event is, the play control is just totally different. So not exactly my favorite of the events here. Uh, the next event, well, this is my second least favorite, and that is the Joust. So we have Poser Pete, who is supposed to be the easy person, Argo Eddie, who is supposed to be the average, and then Bionic Lester, who is the son of Rodney, and he's supposed to be the hard. And Actually, I always found Poser Pete was actually the most difficult, and I've actually had the least amount of time with uh, with Lester, so... Okay... This is weird, it's like... When you, you gotta hit the button at just the right time and to get your opponent to fall, and... The other thing that was kind of tricky about this event... Ah, he got me. You have to be kind of careful, because as you... Uh, go... You get a certain number of passes. Oh, Fudruckers. 
for those who don't know, Fuddruckers is actually a restaurant chain. I know they've got some in Wisconsin. I'm not sure about other places, but they're actually pretty good because they let you make your own hamburger. You essentially what ha what you do is ha, gotcha, Lester. It, you know, after you go up in the line, you order your hamburger, your fries, your drink, and then they've got this plethora of different options you can choose. You know, of course, they have your traditional hamburger toppings, you know, onions, pickles, lettuce, tomatoes, and then they have different types of sauces and uh, salsa and all sorts of cool things that you can put on your hamburger. So that was one of my favorite places to go eat when I was a kid. And I was really happy when they actually got one of those up in Appleton. So, if you've never been to Fuddruckers, and you happen to see one, and you're in the mood for a big sloppy burger with whatever you care to put on it, go ahead and stop on in. Let's do the race next. Now, race and downhill jammer both very, very similar. Uh, the options regular foot and goofy foot, it's like they mirror image the... It's hard to explain. It's like, I think regular foot is supposed to be... Where you, what you would do if you were on the skateboard, and then Goofy Foot is looking at it from the, um, actually I might have it. I know it's like one of them, whoops, uh, one of them is supposed to be if you were on the skateboard, and the other is if you were, you know, looking at it from the perspective, ah, there we go, and then it's like you press the A button, and Be a glue foot. I have no idea what a glue foot is. Ah. So this one, this event is actually really fun if you, once you get the hang of it. I said it just did. Ah, I'm going to give that one another shot. What the heck. Now they got my bearing straight. Because the, yeah, because the one I usually choose goofy foot, it's like up is to uh, speed up, down is to slow down, um, left is to go right, right is to go left, and yeah, so you have to kind of, ah, you have to kind of keep your wits about you when you're doing that, and of course when you're jumping, you gotta, <laughs> I stink at this! I am out of practice. Yeah, I know it's like when you uh, when you jump, you gotta make sure your shadow on your skateboard is uh, just in the right position so you don't fall. Okay, well, enough of that. Downhill Jam is the final of the five events. Uh oh, I see some glitches on the screen. Uh oh, this should be interesting. Oh my goodness. Let's try restarting again and see if the nest decides to cooperate. And we're back. I had to blow my cartridge. 
Yes, Beavis and Butthead, I can hear you out there laughing. And as you can see, it didn't... Well, as you can see, it didn't save any of my... Uh, my scores, because I had to power it off and pull out the cartridge. So, Downhill Jam, I remember in the instruction manual, they described it as Mad Max on a skateboard. So, I'm a little guy on the left, and you just go over here, and you... It's like you try to punch... Ah! Lester. Ha! Got your back. So you basically crush soda cans and... Try not to trip over boxes. And it's like you press towards one direction, it... It's like if you press towards your opponent, it punches. If you press uh, opposite direction, it kicks. So you get a few different moves there that have absolutely... Ooh! Crash! Oh. I always thought that was kind of funny. You crash into the... Oh, and yes, one of the clues that Rodney gives is Secret Path and Downhill Jam, which... Ah, Lester beat me to it. Ah, no, I'm... I just love it when you hit the fence and you disintegrate. That's kind of cool. Oh, yes, and... One of the things you can do for bonus points... Jump on the police car and hear the sirens go. So that is the first Skate or Die game, and as you can see, there's really not much to it. It was kind of a fun game to play around with, but it's really more of a, a party-type game. It's, it's kind of fun if you get some friends together and you try to beat each other's score, and uh, especially Downhill Jam and the uh, Pool Joust, you can pretend to beat each other up and stuff. So it's not a bad little game. So let's now take a look at... It's sequel, Skater Die 2, the search for Double Trouble. So it'll be just a moment while I change out the cartridges and hope that the second one works correctly. Okay, we've changed the cartridges and looks like Skater Die 2 is cooperating with me. Sorry, I, I like the title screen music here, it, and of course it, you'll notice it has the digitalized voices, which is something you really didn't hear a lot of back in the days of the NES. And you might recognize the, we have a modified version of the original Skater Die title screen music. it says start adventure or select ramp sorry I'm not saying much I just like the title screen music on this game definitely a big improvement from the first game brings back many fond memories So one of the things that's different about Skater Die 2 is they actually made a story behind it. It's not just, okay, you're going to get together and challenge your friends to a bunch of skateboarding events. 
and the that's what the adventure part is. And just to kind of give you a heads up, because I'm not going to play through the entire game, uh, essentially what you do is, at the end of the adventure, you find the plans to create Double Trouble, which is a, a huge skateboarding ramp. What the heck, let's show you the uh, ramp first. Now, the controls for this one, I remember, are a little more complex than they were for the uh, for the uh, first one, because again, you've got that mini ramp in the middle, so uh, that was that gave you some new opportunities. And one of the things that'll happen if you're ah, one of the things that happens if you're doing really good is. Oh, that had to hurt. I landed on the middle ramp there, and my body basically split in half and just left my head there. Gee, I wonder what the electronics rating board would uh, rate this today. Ouch. Yeah, I didn't do too good on that one. <laughs> but... Let's get to the adventure. Whoops. Okay, looks like I gotta reset. Okay, let's go to the adventure. Starring... Rodney, who we rep remember from the first one. So Rodney and his son Lester actually play very important roles, because Rodney actually sells you skateboards, and Lester he teaches you tricks. CJ is your girlfriend, and when you're in the, the the double trouble ramp, if you're on a roll and you do really good, CJ appears in the window in the background and starts uh, waving at you, and that gets you double points for any tricks. And Ice Pick, who is our villain. And you, our hero. It's another beautiful day in the quiet town of Elwood. Perfect weather for the mayor's wife to take her poodle Fifi for a nice walk. This artwork looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint. Ah, that's okay. And for you to take your board out. For some serious sidewalk shredding. This is great. Clean streets, excellent weather. Can it get better than this? Oh look, Fifi, says the mayor's wife. The antique store is having a sale. Hey, poser, says Icepick. Where'd you learn to ride? And of course you're distracted. Buzz off, Icepick. Who you calling a poser? Maybe, the, you know... Oh, there's Fluffy. Uh-oh. Yipe! Splat. So, the game begins with our so-called hero killing an innocent dog. Wait, I'm the hero and I just killed an innocent dog with my skateboard? And the poor mayor is getting screamed at by his wife. 
And this sets off our adventure. Kind of like the hero's journey. Kind of like the hero's journey from uh, Joseph Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces. Argo Eddie, you remember him from the Yo, first dude. Skater Die. I love the music on this stage. So essentially what you have to do in this game is when you while you're skating down the street, there's various items you can find. You can find tacos, cassette tapes, fries, and CDs, and then uh, you, can, you have to use those to trade for new boards with Lester, or you have to uh, trade them with uh, Lester for new tricks. So one of the things that is kind of cool about this game is uh, when you press select it brings you to your sub-screen and you can program the game for the different uh, moves that you learn. So the main one that you usually want to go for is uh, Duck Shoot, that's a good one. Uh, move 1 I think is when you are pressing backwards and the one A or B button, move two is when you're pressing forward in the, the button, and then move three is down. And when you get new boards, you can select them. Pokey is your starting one, which is slow and doesn't jump very high. Uh, then you get, oh yes, in weapon, you can select your weapons too, but uh, again, you get different. Uh, and the game is nice enough to give you, let's see if you wait long enough, Lester swings by. See, there's a taco up there, but usually if you wait long enough, Lester, I'm sorry, not Lester. Ah, there he is, Rodney. He gets you Slipstream, which is a little bit faster and jumps a little bit better than Pokey. I'm not sure if he comes up. There he is right away. Rocket. And so that's nice that they give you enough uh, stuff right away where you can get Rocket, which is pretty much the board that you get uh, through the most of the game. Uh, essentially what the other two boards you get, uh, one of them is Afterburner, which is really fast but has uh, very bad jumping. And then I don't remember what the final board is, but it has better jumping. Ah! Doggy bit me. It has better jumping and but not very good speed. But I think I got slipstream once. Most of the time you're... Ouch. Most of the time you... Ah, there's Lester. He's always kind of hard to catch. Mo for most of the game, you're going to stick with Rocket. Which, as I said, it's kind of that nice mid-ground. And see, so you shoot your fellow skateboarders, and sometimes they leave goodies. Ah, there's Lester, but I don't think I have enough to get anything. 180 Ollie! No. Later. And he has... There's a lot of different... Uh, there's a lot of different uh, tricks he teaches you, but really, Duck Shoot is... the only one that I think you really use very often, so... I don't really like the music down here. But essentially what you're doing is you are trying to find the mayor's wife, which isn't, she isn't too hard to find. But you enter the various doors and you get, you know, you get different power-ups. 
but essentially that's the gist of the first stage as you find the mayor's wife to... Uh, excuse me, you find the mayor's wife to shoot her. Well, you shoot her with paintballs, or you can throw eggs or M80s at her. Again, this is our hero! And he starts the game by killing an innocent dog, and then he's going to go find the mayor's wife. And after he finds the mayor's wife, he basically blows her apart with M80s, or... Uh, he throws eggs at her, or... Oh, come on, I'm trying to get that firecracker, because I think that's the... That is the uh, building that the mayor's wife is hiding in. But uh, after the first stage, you find out you're going to go to your ramp, but you find out it's torn down because the city says that it's not safe and you need a building permit. So what you do in the second part of the game is you... There was Lester. Uh, what you do in the second part of the game is you go to a shopping mall where you you have to deliver different items to different stores. So that one actually requires a bit of memorization. There's two floors to this mall, and what you need to do is... I, it, hel it helps really to know where each of the store is. Because if you deliver the uh, package within a certain amount of time, you get a tip, which is usually going to be uh, more paintball clips or more eggs or M80s. How's that for a tip? Hey, thank you for delivering this package on time. Here's some M80s, some fire heavy-duty firecrackers, or here's some eggs, or here's some paintball clips. And then after that specific stage, then the uh, next thing you have to do is... Well, it gets to another cutscene, and uh, you find out that uh, Rodney has drawn up the plans for the new skateboarding ramp. You see, your job in the second stage is you had to earn money so they could get their building permit. There went Lester again. But after, after you get the building permit... Uh, Lester is drawing it up, and he accidentally turns on a fan instead of a light switch, and that blows the parts of your uh, that blows the parts of your your plans out onto the beach. So the third stage, you are yo, dude. Yep, kind of. Yeah, he's got all we need for now. But in the third stage, you're skating along a beach, and you have to collect all the pieces of the map before they blow off the beach. That one's a little bit more urgency in that one, because it shows how many map pieces you have left to find, and I don't know if there's a time limit or not, but uh, like I said, it's a little bit more urgent, because you have to make sure to get the, all the map pieces. And after you get all the map pieces, you're getting your... Your CJ is actually on the way to the mayor's office, so she can get the building permit. Unfortunately, she gets kidnapped by Ice Pick. So the fourth and final stage of the game takes place in an abandoned warehouse, which is basically a maze. And I remember when I was younger and when I had more time to play this game, I actually made a map of the warehouse. It gets kind of tricky to... Uh, navigate because what you have to do is the the building permit has been split into four different pieces so you have to find all four of the building pieces and then you have to go fight ice pick which uh, again if you have like duck shoot he's pretty easy to, to beat yep so here is the mayor's wife what the heck let's beat her let's 
throw M80s at her. Ouch! See, this is where it's really easy if you get the duck shoot. I don't know what the heck she's throwing. She's throwing purses. Haha! -ha! So that is the first stage of Skater Die 2. Again, sunrise over Elmwood. Time to jam to the local half pipe. This is where we find out that the half pipe has been condemned. So we see the wrecking crew here tearing it down. The mayor says you kids ain't got no official building permit. And according to the city building code, blah 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 blah, bylaw 86, subsection 5A, it has been condemned as unsuitable for public usage. But what do we do? Get a new city building permit. Or take them. But permits cost bucks. So, get a job, kid. Or take up knitting, har har har. That was nice. Of course, you know, this means war. Actually, it means you get a job. So, uh, this is where you get to the, the second stage I was talking about, where, uh, like I said, you have to you go through the mall and you have to. Uh, yeah, I see it says, like, Wear Mouse Records down there, so. Uh, you gotta watch out for security guards, you gotta watch out for other skaters, you gotta watch out for... Uh, ah, there we go. See, so you, again, you go, to, you get there in the, within a certain amount of time, and then they give you the tip, and then you, you're off to your next store, and if you're lucky, then sometimes it happens to be a store that's not too far away from uh, where you just delivered your last package. Other times, it makes you go from one end of the mall to the other. Well, like I said, I'm not going to play through the entire game here, but uh, that is Skater Die 2, the search for double trouble. And as I said, it it was a fun little game. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Skater Die 2 uh, more than... I really enjoyed Skater Die 2 more than Skater Die 1. Uh, as I was saying, Skater Die 1 was... That's more of a party game. That's, again, the kind of game you usually play when you're hanging out with your friends. But, uh, Skater Die 2 is a game that you can certainly play uh, by yourself. Actually, you can only really play by yourself because it's just a one-player game. Well, I hope you enjoyed this 8-bit flashback, taking a look at Skater Die 2 and Skater Die 1. I'd like to thank you again for listening. If you have any ideas that you, for topics you'd like to see me take on in a future episode, please feel free to uh, reach me at poigamestudio.com. There is a contact me form there. Or probably the easier way to get a hold of me, go to Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. So feel free to leave comments there. So if you have ideas for uh, shows you'd like to see me do, topics you'd like to see me cover, games you'd like to see me take a stab at, if I can find them, 
So with that said, thank you again for joining me, and have a good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming.